Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network, now known as Sports Drink. Panay Sewell has short arms, but who the hell cares? It is I, Rob Paul. Okay, relier of tape, not relier of pro days. And with me, as always, is AJ, the interior D-line class stinks, Marchese. This is the best ideal class I've ever seen in my life. Today, we're continuing our 2021 NFL Draft position rankings with the interior defensive line and beginning our divisional draft previews with the AFC East. Let's hit it. Seven, 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 one, two, and one, two, three, four. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up to Cleveland, maybe. Looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. From Rare Deadstock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at armchair media on Twitter or Instagram. And as March Madness wraps up, you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. And the NBA is winding down. We're getting closer to the playoffs. You're gonna want to cash in soon. And guess what, AJ? Opening day was yesterday as we record this, and lots of people are winning money through Bet Online. Because baseball betting is easy money, right? Yeah, it's so fucking easy. Just bet on the pitch, the better pitcher. Look at the URA. That's it. <laughs> no, look at win loss record for pitchers. <laughs> yeah, <it's>, who? <laughs> Whoever you think is going to win easy. the Cy Young, bet on that. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Um, you know what is also an expert? <laughs> stop. You got to stop. Uh, no, I don't know what, Rob. Nobody in this interior defensive line class. Oh, that's not nice. That's not nice, man. Have, okay, let's 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 talk about it as as a whole from 
before we get into the the nitty gritty. Yeah. Do you have any first round grades? That's what I was about to ask you. Uh, I do not have a first round grade in this class. How about you? No. And I thought you maybe would have one, but I kind of assumed you'd also be in a similar boat to me. Uh, a couple second round grades, uh, and then I find it really falls off even after. Like, I think there's six guys who could be consistent starters, and then after that even, I don't know. I, I have, like, six third round grades. Like, I, I don't mind that area of guys. Like, and then, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's some semi-interesting, like, fourth, fifth round guys. Um, I, too, only there's have... not a lot of them, though. No. I, I have... Two true second round grades and then uh, a late second, early third round grade. Okay. Yeah, I'm about in the same boat as you. Um, like, it, if you had to bet would you, at Bet Online, mm-hmm. would you would you bet over or under three and a half total Pro Bowls from this interior defensive line class? Oh, wow. Um, it's a low number uh yeah I, and i'd probably take the under right and like but that's not a ton no like i think there's there's two guys who might make a couple I, and by a couple i mean like maybe two at most yeah no i mean like there, there's some interesting guys um it's just the top end talent isn't there I don't know. like there. There are some guys I liked more than I thought I was going to. It's yeah, no, it's it's fair. The, I I I think that the the sweet spot is like the from the forties to the like seventies. There's a couple guys, but yeah, I don't know. It just it it's kind of deflating when no the even the top guys they're they're pretty inconsistent, and you're betting on kind of traits in those flashes more than like there, there's nobody I'm certain is going to hit, I guess. Uh, is my it, point. To- totally agree. Um, best bet was, it was a tough one this week. Um, yes. Yeah. Like, like my group is more like, 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 like say 70 to 90. I, I got a, I got a decent chunk of guys there and I don't, I don't mind them. Um, before I, I might as well mention this now. The defensive tackles, again, it's based off Wikipedia's number, so who knows who is listed as a defensive right. But the total defensive tackles taken in the last five drafts, three times it was 20, and then 2019 there's 21, and 2016 there's 22. Like, I don't think we're hitting that number. No, I think it's going to be like, I don't know, 16, 17. I I, I was going to say I have... 16 with draftable grades um and even then there's there's certain guys who you end up sticking a draftable on who don't get drafted obviously Mm -hmm. i I just 20 seems like a lot because the talent really drops off yeah i i think i think like seven i don't think we're gonna hit 20 i I think like 17 ish bad class worst position group in the class uh yeah probably i mean would you take this or, or yeah no no yeah I think so. Who's the other argument for? The tight ends, but Pitts makes it so much better. So that yeah, the you're that's a good point. I was gonna say tight ends as well. There's maybe a little more depth to this group, but yeah, yeah, having that one elite guy really pushes the tight ends past. Yeah, it, it's hard to say. It's 
it's the worst group when we have one of the, maybe the best tight end prospects of all time. So, for sure. Uh, okay, l- l- let's get into it. Who's your highest floor guy? Uh, I went with Christian Barmore from Alabama. Um, I, I did as well. Again, not uh, he doesn't have that high of a floor though. <laughs> but right, I, like you, you could, you, you, he almost fits better as the high ceiling guy. Yes, but. All the best guys have pretty, I think, low floors in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that for me that kind of gave Barmore the edge was he's the youngest of my of my kind of top guys yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he obviously played in the SEC. He's got the the most impressive combination of size, length, athleticism, Pro- um, and-, and his his fly. His flashes were the brightest. Yeah, and he, and he actually put the production out there too. Six sacks this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at the class overall, I've got all the stats of my top ten guys. It is like nobody was ultra ultra productive. In no, college. it's like you look at them all. It's like you know, uh, like you know, eight career sacks with over three seasons. You know, like a three and a half sack season. Like it's not a lot of uh, production in this group. Sa- no, sack production. The most. The most sacks and TFLs from this from my top ten defensive tackles comes from Osa, who is more of a tweener, who I stuck with the interior defensive line. Yeah, be, just to boost the group, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, I do think he's an ideal, but no, yeah, m- more on him later. Uh, but yeah, with with Barmore, you're getting. It's funny. My argument almost sounds like I'm arguing him for highest ceiling, but know, it's because his ceiling is high that I'm arguing him for highest floor. Just he, he's the most, I guess, complete of the group in terms of being able to anchor down as as a run defender, but also add pass rush with with those. He's got a nasty arm over. He's got really quick hands. He's really quick off the snap. Yeah, plays with good leverage despite being six four and a half ish. Um, and again, younger than the other guys, the most productive, especially down the stretch for Alabama through their playoff run, mm. he really turned it on. Just a redshirt sophomore. You, you get him, and he can play five-tech. He can play three-tech. You can move him around a little bit. And I think at bare minimum, he's going to be a productive rotational guy Yeah, with big upside. Yeah, no, I feel feel the exact same way. And yeah, I think, I think all six of his sacks came in the last six games, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. yeah, like you said, like the the body is is well put together. He's a big guy, six four, three ten. He's a good athlete. He ran sub five. Like you know, all the upside is there. Like he he does have big upside, like not massive upside, but like could I see him if he if he comes to fruition making what like one of the few guys that could be a couple time Pro Bowler? Yeah, I could, I could see him being with that guy. But it, like you know the the strength, you know he's not gonna. Like some of these guys, I find maybe they're not going to have NFL strength, or they don't have NFL athleticism, and he has both. So it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about any oh. of those things. And um, like you said, the, the first step is good. That he, he he's powerful. Like he uses his length pretty well. His hands are strong. Um, and then like as a run defender, he's got all the quicks between the tackles to make to make the tackles. So um, like again, not perfect. You you really are betting on upside with him. But like, who else are you gonna go with? Like, you're going with like a third round guy. If you're gonna highest floor, you just plug him in there, and he just—it's hard to say this guy is the highest floor when you just think he's gonna be like a rotational guy. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. <laughs> so, Which yeah. M- makes me wonder, who, who did you put for high ceiling? I put Levi and Wazuriki from Washington. Okay, I put Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech. Okay, all right, that's that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll do Wazuriki first. Uh, the flashes are there. I mean, and that's what's going to get him drafted. Um, I mean, I, I don't think he's a first-round pick, obviously, but in the second round, and, like, honestly, I think he's – getting elevated because of this the the weakness of this class um yeah for sure but yeah the the, the flashes of being a really intriguing prospect three tech uh are there and he's what six three two ninety um you see the get off that, that's a big time but also he's already 23 years old so it, it's not like he's you know 21 and an ascending prospect um you, you kind of know what he is and then you, we didn't see him this year um, looked good the first day of the senior bowl, but then got hurt. Um, tested pretty You're decently. Also, yeah, go ahead. You also project a little bit because he's playing at a position in yes. 2019 as he was basically the true nose tackle the whole season. Yeah. Really- and that's not what, obviously not what you're going to be doing with him in the NFL. He is a, at his best, he's like a one-gapping three-tag yeah. who can penetrate and make plays because, again, he, he's a twitchy athlete. He uses his hands pretty well. And, I, so you're projecting him from that nose tackle spot, but seeing what he could do yeah. with his tools from that nose tackle spot, which playing that role is tougher for a guy like him than playing that three tech role, it, it gets you excited. Um, the first round talk is way too rich, I think. But it, to me, like him and Barmore are my top two guys. Me too. Um, and I think pretty pretty clearly they're. But he oh, on Muzariki's my best bet. I think those two are pretty clearly the safest of this group, and both have pretty great upside. Although I I do have Milton Williams above them for ceiling, but um, they you at least with both of them you trust that you're going to get a productive starter. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you think so at least. And then again, the flashes are big time. And for a guy that's six three two ninety, he, he plays with more power than the size. Like you said, he was playing no stackle. Um, which is weird as hell. And, and then, you know, there's a couple things. Like, he, he comes off the ball pretty high, but he's got good knee bend. So, like, if you can just kind of adjust his pad level um, and, and make him a more consistent, you know, just coach him up a bit, you're, you're going to get something out of there with, again, maybe Pro Bowl upside. He, yeah, there there, there are little things with him um, yeah. that I think are fixable. And, and you get... But like Barmore, you get a guy who can pass rush, which is always going to be king. Yeah, and just to say, Barmore is my best bet because I think the floor is a little bit higher, even though the ceiling isn't as high. Fair. Um, I So I went with Milton Williams, who I fell in love with preparing for this show. Uh, he, first of all, I, the buzz has been building as I think people dove into him. Yeah. Um, he saw some clips on Twitter, and then he dominated his pro day at Louisiana Tech. Like he he tested in the 99th percentile for vertical, 97th for broad, 91st for bench, 99th for his 40. He ran a 4.62, uh, 97th for the short shuttle, and 100th percentile for the three cone at 6.87. Um, he's 6'3", 284. So obviously he is a built as a bit of a tweener. He played a lot of five tech in four I in college mm-hmm. so it, it's kind of interesting to see where he'll play in the nfl because um, again he, he is kind of lacking in heft his arms are a little short they're 31 and a half inches again i'm not going to 
my job's on the line, so I'm not going to cry about his arm length. Uh, <laughs> I love what I saw on tape. He was a guy who, despite that lack of size, he was winning inside consistently because he plays with phenom- phenomenal leverage. Yeah. He is a, a clearly an explosive athlete. He plays with so much pop in his hands. He doesn't necessarily have like a deep pass rush toolbox. No, he, but he, he uses his hands well to initiate contact and drive because he like everything works together really well with him where he's coming out of his stance low with great leverage. He's so explosive. He's generating power through that explosion and it's all connected through his hands and he that initial pop, he consistently drives linemen back. Um and, and he's a really good two gap player, something else I noticed. Like he can control alignment and get off them when he needs to to make that play and really um, anchor that line of scrimmage you see that a lot and you, you see that combination of there was one play against I think it was against UAB where he drives the lineman one way and, and it creates a hole and he somehow um, kind of chucks off the lineman and, 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 and makes the TFL and it just the, me describing it doesn't sound that great go look at my Twitter it is fantastic like he, the, he, he is such a strange player um, mm-hmm. and I, I fell in love with him no, like you throw on the tape, you definitely see the the flashes of the big time athleticism, um, like 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 closing speed when he can get through a guy, like 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 he does use his hands so well, and and the word I use for him is slippery, um, it kind of like you said, it just kind of all works together, and when when he gets through a guard and he's closing on the on the quarterback, you can really see him fucking, you know that that closing speed, um. See, for me, though, I'll, I'll say this. He definitely plays with really nice leverage, but I, I think he can get high at times. And when that happens, he's just not generating much. Um, I Also, um, sometimes in the run, I think he, he gets overpowered. But, like, it's not it's not consistent. You just see it sometimes. And, again, he's, he's what, 283 or whatever, 284. Um, so, like, that that's not a surprise. Uh, he definitely has one of the biggest upsides in, in this group. I, I don't disagree with you. Um, a project, though, a, a project for sure, but with with the big flashes. But really, uh, like to me, after those top two guys, everyone's a, a bit of a project. I, I definitely agree. Uh, okay, value pick. So, guy, you're getting probably on day three. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really go with day three. He might go on day three, but he, he's in my top ten. Uh, I went with Oso Digazua from UCLA, who is like Milton Williams, a bit of a tweener. He's six two three eighty uh, two eighty. But he's got longer arms, 34-inch arms. Uh, you saw him at the Senior Bowl. He flashed a lot. He, he flashed that inside quickness. Um, and then I threw on the tape. I, I really liked him a lot more than I anticipated to like him. Funny enough, I was a big fan of his brother, and that didn't work out. But I'm, I'm doubling back down uh, with Osa. And, and like you, you see the, you see the flashes. Uh, another, he, hey, he was a three-time state wrestling champ in high school. Um, I think he's scheme versatile. He can play up and down the line. You can, you can kick him inside. Yeah. Um, and like he tested really well, a massive broad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see that in his get off at, at edge. He looks like, you know, a proper edge rusher too. Um, he just, you know, he, he competes his ass off. There's no stop as a pass rusher. Uh, he, like he, another guy, if he gets good leverage, um, he, he can really get under the, the, the offensive lineman and control and use his length. And he walks back guys. And then I, like, He's- go ahead. Yeah. He's almost a guy I put for best bet because I think at the end of the day, no matter what, you're getting a guy who, like you said, he can play literally. He yeah. can play every position on the defensive line, basically. Yeah, and that, that, for nose that's where the value comes. I think he's got really intriguing upside. 
Um, so best bets, yeah, fair, he, it's he, fair too. Um, I think like like he he has flashes of being really good with his hands, but I I, I feel like he throws his like he works really hard with his hands and the hands are good. It's just like if he has a proper plan, it's really going to come together. I, I kind of said like he's a you know he throws his fist rather than than he's a boxer. Um, so if well, he can kind of go ahead, just. You mentioned plan, and that's something that I think shows up with like almost all of the interior de- top interior defensive line guys in this class. Is yeah, most of them don't seem to have a consistent pass rush plan, and that's kind of like even Barmore and Almuzariki, and that's why it, like is more flashes than consistency, and that's yeah. consistency is what makes you a first round pick. Yeah, no, very very well said, and like even a lot of the guys who kind of you know have a first move, if they get stuck on their block, they're kind of just dead in the water. Um, lots of those, mm-hmm. but anyways, yeah. So, so with the versatility, and I think he's got intriguing upside. Like I said, good athlete. Um, I, I got him in the third round, though. I'm not quite. I don't know. In this group, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he goes there. I got him in the mid third, but agreed. Uh, agreed. But anyways, I think you're getting good value there. Uh, I went with Texas A&M's Bobby Brown. I put him for my sleeper. Uh, six, six four, three hundred and twenty pound junior from Texas A&M. I really liked his uh, his tape. Freaky testing numbers for that size yeah. too, yeah. which gets you really excited. And I think the the sweet spot for getting a starting nose tackle these days is day three, fourth round. That's where I think is a, the range, kind of fourth, fifth round for him. Yeah. Um, with that athleticism, and then on tape, he he can. It's not now. It's not consistent, but the flashes of power, the yeah. flashes of quickness with that power. Um, he he adds very little as a pass rusher, but that's not what I'm drafting him to do. Uh, he he can push the pocket a little bit with some leverage and in, in, in some yep. kind of gen, generating power through that get off. But uh, I'm drafting this guy to just sit down, occupy space, and use that rare lateral quickness for a man of his size to make some plays. Uh, and I, I I I think a lot of the the guys who are maybe more interesting to me in this class are these nose tackle types who I think can every team almost needs a, a rotational nose tackle. Yeah. And if you're not over drafting them, that's good value. No, I agree. I, I got him like the early mid fifth round range. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he went in the fourth round because of this class and uh, the testing and the, the te- size. Testing. And he's not 21 years old yet. So you put all that together. Yeah, he's, he's young. That That's, and, and yeah. uh, he's got, Big recruit pedigree. Yeah, it, that's another really good point. And yeah, like you said, he's he's big, thick build. He's strong. Um, like he'll anchor down and eat space in the middle. Um, I think he, like mm-hmm. his eyes are pretty good. Like you see him reading like screens and pulls. Like, he's pretty good anticipation in the middle. Um, and yeah, like you said, lots of power. And like yeah, he's laborious as a pass rusher. And another guy, no plan. It, it, he doesn't use his hands great. Uh, but sometimes he'll get to the QB with pure power. You see, he just walks back the guard or, or center. So all those pieces mm-hmm. together, I think, like, yeah, day three, um, maybe value pick's a better call. I went a little, because I don't love this class. I put him as my sleeper. Uh, but, no, it's someone someone, someone to bank – well, maybe not bank on, but someone to bet on. Um, okay, so my sleeper is Arkansas's Jonathan Marshall. I, I put him for my deep sleeper. <laughs> nice. He – well, I mean, you, you see the testing numbers. Yeah. Um, and you throw on the tape, and, and again, sim, almost similar to Bobby Brown. The athlete, you can see the athleticism for a man of his size. He's playing nose tackle though, which I don't think is his natural position. No, agreed. Like he 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 pretty much like on Wuzariki almost. He's a uh, he's the day three version. 
He's playing like exclusively over top the center as a zero tech, and that's not really where his skill set translates. And so it doesn't give him as many opportunities to use that athleticism to be a playmaker because so often he is asked to occupy space. Yeah. yeah. And, and but there are flashes of that um, in the old Miss game. There he created some some flashy pass rushes just by using that athleticism and, and he plays with hustle which you're always going to appreciate so he's a guy who i think you could bet on in like that sixth seventh round range who's got a little versatility playing different positions yep. uh, on the interior and then obviously you want to bet on athleticism uh late day three yeah exactly i got him in like the early mid sixth round um and yeah he's got a basketball background he was a shot putter too um only a one-year starter and one and a half career sacks but like you said, playing out of position, and, and apparently like he was a team captain and everything, so checks the locker room stuff there too. So yeah, when, on day three, he's definitely someone to bet on because you know it, he flashes some big time get off. He's got a really good motor. Um, I, I liked his balance working between and working up and down the the, the line, um, and like you said, the athleticism he, he tested great. Um, so all, all of those pieces put together, it's someone that you wanna you wanna take the risk on for sure, especially in this group. Okay, my deep sleeper didn't get a combine invite, but uh, and I, I I assume he's going to go undrafted. But I like what I saw. He's a nose tackle. It's Jordan Scott from Oregon. Um, You've always loved him. He, he I have always loved him. <laughs> he uh, like he he's six flat. He's three ten. Like he's not overwhelm overwhelmingly large, but he he plays with a lot of energy and pretty solid consistent leverage um i think you you can get him he he, he's quite strong i think he he can be like a backup nose in in the league and a guy who can rotate in on rundowns and stick on a roster it's tough to pick a deep sleeper in this class yeah i know that's why and you know what honestly i I had a feeling that i was gonna end up with marshall and brown as your value and your your sleeper um is bobby brown your top 10 yes Okay, I'll, I'll save. I'll, I'll tell you my comp when we get there. Then, because I was gonna, I was gonna say that. Um, Wildcard. My my my, my other deep sleeper was gonna, who I consider was Quentin Bohannon, just because he's huge nose tackle. <laughs> um, who'd you put for wildcard? I I put two. Uh, I I wasn't sure who to land on. I was just gonna pick the one that you didn't pick, potentially. Um, I put Davion Nixon and Tyler Shelvin. Okay, I, I put Davion Nixon. So you give you give us the the Shelvin. So obviously Shelvin was mm-hmm. a big part of that LSU defense uh, in that national championship run. He he was kind of I, f- I felt like they showed him a lot on camera because of like he he's got some quirkiness to him and he is a three hundred fifty pound nose tackle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and he's really good at being a three hundred fifty pound nose tackle. Yeah. But he didn't play this year, obviously. Uh, he didn't test very well, which, I mean, not surprising. No. He's a nose tackle. But he he also has had weight issues in the past, yeah. which it's going to be tough having not seen him play in a whole year. And with the, you have to can take those weight issues into consideration. Uh, and he's a nose tackle, and he adds very little on, on pass rushing downs. But he can be a really good nose tackle. Where, um, where do you have him? He's in my top ten. Okay, he's not in my top ten. It's okay. I, I get it. He definitely is a wild card. It's a good choice. And yeah, like you said, he's had issues with keeping his weight, his conditioning. Uh, I, I apparently, like, you know, just the, the the football character stuff. Uh, you know, working out and whatnot. 
Uh, but yeah, like you said, he's he's 350 and he's really good at, at being that. And he's just gonna, you know, he's not gonna get moved in the middle. He's gonna eat up blocks. Um, throw a double team on him in the run. It's not moving him. And then you know you, you do see, you do see some flashes where like the ability to mm-hmm. move up and like he tested poorly as hell, but the ability to move up and down the the line and like make tackles between the tackle box, uh, which is pretty impressive. And then that's like okay, these are the traits to get a nose tackle draft in the top 100. But I, like, I, I think all, all things considered, uh, I'm not touching him in, personally, and I, I'm not saying this with the NFL things. I got like an early fifth round grade on him. Like there were there were times on during that LSU championship round, and then like yeah. over the summer while people were prepping um, for the season and for this draft, that the, like is this guy Snacks Harrison? Is he does he have the potential to be a dominant run force, or or is he gonna flame out right and where do you justify taking a a guy who's really only going to impact rundowns in today's pass happy nfl so i think there's a lot of reasons he's a he's a wild card no for, for sure i mean he's interesting uh and then yeah you throw in the work ethic stuff it it makes him a really good wild card um also like it's weird like a guy like that's only a one-year starter too yeah well he he wasn't allowed to play I think his first year they made him redshirt because he was too heavy. Yeah, no, I'm pretty, pretty sure, right? And then, you know, it's LSU, so it's hard to get on the field, and then the opt-out after after the natty year. Um, flipping to, to Damian Nixon from Iowa now. Uh, another guy who's only one-year starter. Uh, basketball background, nice testing. You throw on the tape. Um, the, the tape looks better. He looks like a better athlete than the testing numbers. Um, he kind of blew up when <laughs> he had the pick six against Penn State. He looked like a bit of a running back with, with the ball in his hands. That was a great play. Um and then you you know the the first round talk started happening and, and then after that it kind of simmered down and um like I, he's definitely one of the top guys in this group obviously I'm still not sure where he's gonna go and and that just makes him the wild card to me and honestly like watching his tape made him a tough eval for me like like it, he was really inconsistent but then you know the, the the athletic ability is super enticing and the flashes are there and. And like he's he's a solid run defender too. It's it's almost like I'm not sure what to take away from Davion Nixon. Yeah, no, that's uh, I I had the exact same feelings. Um, there are uh, like he he was abusing Purdue's right guard, and just looked like just on a different level athletically. Um, but at the same time, like his pass rush is, it was generally just out athleting a guy and it wasn't necessarily coming back to what you said earlier about pass rush plan. Um, and like his hands can, like you'll see him, he, he, he has a pretty good, uh, rip move where he does a good job setting, setting up the rip move to cut the lineman in half and getting underneath and then kind of out athleticism and out athleticism, but I can't say that, but you know what I mean? To get, to beat him. Um, but it's it like that's I don't think it'd be a consistent thing that's gonna work mm-hmm. at the NFL level. Yeah. Um when he shoots gaps though, like it's pretty exciting some of the things he can do. But I, I don't like it just comes back to the consistency thing. Yeah. You have to do this thing this stuff consistently to be a first round pick. I I in his stock has fluctuated so much. Um plus you, you add in the one year wonder in quotations. Um like to me, he could go anywhere from like first ten picks of day two to back into the third round. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And and, and I, I don't know. He's he was like maybe the most difficult eval um, of this group. 
he, he's me too. Yeah, he's a bit of a mystery. I don't know. Um, and he, I never found a good comp for him either. Too, you'll hear it later, and it's not that good. Oh, but I kind, I kind of like mine. Okay, so okay, I'm get glad. excited. I'm glad. Uh, and then your best bet was Barmore. Mine's on Wuzuriki. And and uh, yeah, I think we we both agree that those are the top two guys in the group. Yeah, um, I don't. I kind of feel like one of them's going to end up in the first round. Like just because a team has a need there, and they're like, okay, the rest of this yeah. group isn't that good. These are clearly the top two guys. Let's let's bite the bullet and and snag them. Yeah, like back in, in like the late twenties, maybe. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see it happening. And and if I were to bet, I, I would say it's Christian Barmore. This this defensive class in general doesn't have a lot of top tier guys. It's true. That's true. We we could. Like, I, I don't know if it's a sure thing, but we could see guys go earlier than they should because teams are just defense needy. That's true, for sure. Um, you know what else is for sure, AJ? No, tell me, Rob. The eBay shoe thing. Sick. Whether rear dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe you're looking for on eBay. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of, of authenticity and is customized with the sneaker's details. Authenticity guarantee also protects sellers with a verified return process. It's free to sell sneakers $100 and up on eBay, and thanks to the eBay's authenticity guarantee, Verified returns make the whole transaction worry-free. With other sites taking as much as 25%, you're going to have a lot of extra money left for more sneakers. And bet online. It's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA, March Madness, MLB, Opening Day, NHL. Uh, it's all here to bet on at Bet Online, And you can bet on the NFL Draft. They have you covered for it all your betting needs head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports book experts uh okay before we do our top 10s do you want to do your 15 to 11 just rapid fire sure uh let's do it because i i think my 15 to 11 is gonna have a couple of guys in your top 10 um i don't have the comps in front of me but i'm still gonna do it uh 15 for me is bobby brown from texas a&m uh, I do have my comp here, actually. I got him in the early, mid, fifth round. We already talked about him. My comp is Tim Settle. <laughs> I feel good about that one. Uh, 14 for me, also in the fifth round, Darius Stills from uh, West Virginia. Another guy who uh, there was big talk, and then he, he slipped. Uh, 13 for me, Tyler Shelvin, LSU, also in the early, fifth round. Uh, 12 for me, speaking of slipping, Marvin Wilson um, from FSU. Late fourth, the early, fifth round grade. Uh, 11, this is just the slip gang. 11 for me is Jalen Twyman, who just had a terrible pro day. Uh, but the tape's not bad. Late fourth, early fifth round grade. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of the same guys there. So 15 for me is Jalen Twyman. 14 is uh, Darius Stills. 13 is Jonathan Marshall. 12 is Kyrus Tonga. And 11 is Marvin Wilson. Yeah, I think those are the – and then, yeah, Marshall and, like, Tonga are, like, my next guy. So, um yeah, it's not it's not that fun of a group, and it sucks that, that this like you know, Twyman had a t- top sixty talk entering the season. You know, Wilson obviously had first round talk. Shelvin, it, people were kind of pegging him maybe a late first round guy. I think that's just because the lack of ideal. Stills had top one hundred talk, 
And, uh, yeah, none of them are going before the fourth round. I, I can kind of guarantee. Oh, maybe Shelvin, but the rest, uh, none of them are going before the fourth round. Yeah, the remember when Marvin Wilson was going to be first-round pick? Yeah, he, was, he says, oh, it's just Derek Brown again. Uh, not really. Nope. What a fall. Uh, okay, do you, do uh, do your ten to six. Okay. Uh, pretty pretty big jump from eleven to, to ten for me, and uh, my my uh, my ten through six are, are tight though. Um, ten for me from USC, Marlon Tuipolotu. Uh, my comp is Andrew Billings. I got an early to mid fourth round grade. Nine for me, Rob's favorite player, uh, Cam Sample from Tulane. Late third round grade for me. Um, obviously, obviously he, he might be an edge for some people. I, I, I'm kicking him inside. You know, he, he's an edge for me. Okay, for the record. Okay, my comp is LJ Collier. Uh, a for me, Rob, Rob's second favorite player, uh, Milton Williams from Louisiana Tech, uh, mid to late third round grade. Uh, my comp is Solomon Thomas, <laughs> my favorite player. Uh, seven for me, from, also from USC, Jay Tufeli, uh, mid to late third. My comp is Broderick Bunkley. And six for me, a uh, guy I, I, I like, Osa Digazua, um, mid-third-round grade. I got a really lofty comp, and this is, like, what he could become at the highest. Uh, Corey Redding, who was always underrated. Corey Redding had a hell of a career. I know he did. He's underrated. That's, like, at the absolute highest. Uh, that's what Osa Digazua could, could be. I like that. That type of player. Um, I, our, rankings, yeah. our rankings are pretty different. I thought they would be, yeah. Uh, okay, that's how you know it's a bad class. Because <laughs> both of us are just guessing. That's true. <laughs> okay, 10 for me is Bobby Brown from Texas A&M. 134th on my board. And absolute highest, Don Terry Poe Pro Comp. <laughs> Who, who's just better, Tim Settle? Oh, God, I love Tim Settle. Don't, don't, can you dig up that Tim Settle highlight tape? Yeah, the Tim Settle highlight tape was the greatest tape I've ever seen. It was top ten. What if you just watch his highlights? I mean, so it's it's less flash, but hey, when you watch the real Tim Settle tape, um, that's what he looks like. And he's turning into a really good player. Yeah, he is a very good player. Yeah. Uh, okay, nine for, nine for me is Osa, 112th on my board. Jonathan Babineau, Procom. I, I, I thought about that one, too. I just, I like I like the writing. I'm a little higher on him, obviously, than, than you are. I'm a decent amount higher, actually. Eight, Jay Tefeli from USC, 101st, uh, Sheldon Rankins, Pro Comp. Seven, Tyler Shelvin, 96th on my board. Um, pot Roast, Pro Comp. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Thank you. Mine was Danny, and then Dan, six, Danny Shelton, for the record. Uh, I have that for Kiris Tonga. Nice. Um, and then six is Tommy Togiai from Ohio State, 75th on my board, Larry Ogunjobi, Pro Comp. I like that comp. I like that comp. Um, Thank T- you. Togiai is fifth for me, and like, we're in the same range. Anyways, um, what do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't have Marlon T in my top 15. He is my 16th. He's fine. Like I don't, I don't mind Marlon T. I think he's kind of like... He's going to he's gonna play a long time. Yeah. He's got kind of a, that workman vibe to him. Yeah. Um, he's not going to blow you away athletically. He he can play nose. He, he can play one. Uh, really big effort guy yep. who's got some heftiness to his hands and plays with solid leverage. Like I think he's a safe day three bet. Yeah, that's that's how I feel too. And I think just in this group, it's probably going to push him up a bit. Um, I have him the fourth, but if he goes top one hundred, I wouldn't be surprised. And yeah, like I said, it, it, great motor. Um, work, like you said, workman. 
And, and there is lots of pop in his hands. You see the flash of good power. Um, he, yeah, he's going to be in the league for a long time. Andrew Billings is maybe even a lofty comp, but um, someone, someone. I like that. Yeah, I'm that type of player. And yeah, ceiling. You're right. Um, but yeah, he's going to be in the league for a long time. He's going to just be in the rotation. And, and you know, he, he's six two three zero seven. He's not like the the thickest frame guy, but like, you know, he, he doesn't get moves really in the in the run. So like, he's just he's going to be a solid rotational defensive lineman. Yeah, yeah. Um, his teammate Jay Tefelli obviously opted out this year. Yeah. But flashed bright on twenty nineteen tape to the point where. It looked like if he put together a strong 2020, he would have a have a chance to be top five interior defensive lineman in this class. Uh, obviously opted out, but I think someone's still going to bet on him uh, on day two. Yeah, no, I, I do too, and I, I have a third third round grade on him. Uh, I wasn't that high on him in the summer, but um, I've come around on him, and yeah, like, like I don't know, he tested okay. Um, so like, I, I think that might hurt, but in this group, I agree with you. He's going to go top 100. Um, like, I don't know. Like he comes off the line with mayhem and yeah, he's, he plays, he's got that, that Eddie Vanderdose bull in a China. I was shot about to say, the, I was about to say the same thing and, and maybe a little, <laughs> little bit more refined than Vanderdose was cause he was just, yes, yes. But cause like he, he flashes like a nice swim move and, and like there are, there are flashes of the pass rush, but it was more just like, he's, he's, he's a big guy. He's got a good motor. Um, he's a good athlete, and he's just trying to get into the backfield. And yeah, uh, you know, people are going to see the flashes and say, "Okay, we can mold this into into someone that that can get some damage uh, getting into the backfield." Um, but right now, his his I don't his know. big thing is he needs to figure out his hands. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, who else do you want to talk about here? Uh, we can do Cam Sample next week for you. We've already done Milton Williams. Okay, good. Good, because we know I've got a lot to say about Cam Sample. Uh, I know you do. I, we'll talk. We'll talk. Maybe I'll do. Well, here you said you what? No, I said maybe I'll I'll do more tape on Cam Sample to, to really get ready to talk to you about him. Okay, thanks. Um, let's do Togia here because you said you had him five. Yeah, good call. I, I like Tommy Togia. So he he to me was the most pleasant surprise of this interior D line class. Yeah, no, I think I think that's a good take, and he tested really well. He bench forty, which. It never hurts. Um, dude, another guy, just a really, really, really good motor. And uh, it, it's, you know, it, it snapped a whistle, whether he's rushing the passer or, or chasing down a, a tackle. Uh, he's got – go ahead. And he's he's kind of the perfect one tech for today's NFL mm-hmm. where he he's not massive, um, but he can anchor down and because of his play strength and – and his leverage. Yeah. He, he's got the ability to eat up space when he needs to, but he, he can do more than that. He can play on passing downs. Oh, yeah. That's why I like the Larry Ogunjobi comp, because Ogunjobi, the flashes were bright. It, it didn't all always come together in Cleveland, but he, for a smaller, like, one technos, he, he was a flashy playmaker. And, and Togiak can really push the pocket with power. Then you mentioned that the athleticism... Um, from his testing too, you add that in, like he he in this class is very clearly a, a, a top one hundred. Yeah, like like when I said earlier, I'm not gonna pick a, a like a, a third round guy for uh, for highest floor. He kind of crossed my mind, he, even though like he was really only a one year wonder at Ohio State. I still think his ho- his floor is high. And um, my my comp by the way is Rocky Bernard, which is which is like a more lofty Larry Ogunjobi. 
I love Rocky Bernard. We're getting good, good comps today. <laughs> and you know what? For, for a guy that uh, you know didn't start too much at Ohio State, I, I thought like good awareness. Like he reads screens pretty well, um, sniffs them out. Uh, you can see him split a double team. He's really like try, always working that that kind of the gap. If, if you're seeing a double team, uh, a guy who who attacks the half of an offensive lineman well, um, and, and yeah, like you said, good power. He can stack and shed, and he's just all effort. I think he's a guy that's going to be around in the NFL for a long time. With with upside too. Uh, uh, okay, give it. Did you ever? Oh, you said Rocky Bernard was your profile. Yeah. Okay, give us your four to one. Uh, four for me is Ali McNeil from uh, NC State. Hey. I think we're lining up here. He's the best. Uh, yeah, I like. No, I, no, we are not. Okay, interesting. Um, I have an early third round grade on him. Uh, I'll give you. I'll give you a comp for the school, NC State. Uh, BJ Hill. <laughs> Just watching him, I felt a lot like you. I was watching BJ Hill. Um, and I'll give you like a high end comp of Marcel Darius. Uh, three for me, Davion Nixon. Oh my gosh! What's wrong? I like that. Thank you. I like that Darius one. Thank you. Uh, I had a hard time with him because he because he's he he appears larger than he yeah. came in at because he's so stocky. Yeah. Um, and, and he plays nose, but he's got that more juice to him than that. I like that one. I might I, I, yeah, I like Aleem McNeil a lot. Um. Me, me too. We'll get there in a second. Three for me is Damian Nixon. We've already talked about him. Uh, late second, early third round. My, my comp is Sylvester Williams, which I, I don't love too much. Uh, number two for me, Levi and Wuzuriki, late second round grade. Like this comp, though. Kick, uh, Nick Fairley. And uh, number one for me. Oh my, I have that for someone else. <laughs> I think he reminds me of Fairley a lot. Uh, one for me, Christian Barmore, Bama, early second round grade. Throwing it back with a comp a bit, Randy Starks. Randy Starks is a good player. He was a good player. I think Barmore, like he can be that type of guy. Um, I, like I don't think Starks I ever a, ever made a Pro Bowl, but you know, a decent amount of sacks in his career. I have a I have a more uh, modern day good comp for him. Okay. Uh, okay, five for me. Davion Nixon, sixty fifth on my board. Nick Fairley pro comp. <laughs> Four. Aleem McNeil, fifty second. Uh, Jarrell Casey. But I, I might switch it to that Marcel Darius. It, the Casey one more had to do with the body build. Yeah. Because it's such a strange, squatty body. <laughs> yeah, and, and the pop in his hands. Mm. Uh, three, this is this is where we differ most. Milton Williams. I am, I'm just, I told you, this year I F it. I'm going to be banging the table for my guys. Cam Samples, my number one edge. <laughs> uh, four, 43rd on my board, so he's very high on my board. Uh, Mike Daniels pro comp. Ooh, I think he okay. he has he's not as stocky, but the play style that's that's what brought me to Mike Daniels. Uh, two is Levi on on Wizariki, 39th on my board with a Sheldon Richardson pro comp, uh, and then one Barmore, 29th on my board. So he is in my top 32. I just don't have a first round grade on him. Uh, Stefan Tuit pro comp. I like that. I like that. Uh, who, who's your on Wizariki? Sheldon Richardson. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that, that makes sense to me, too. Um, we talked to Ogie. Let, yeah, let's, let's dive into Aleem McNeil, because I think we both like him a lot. He, oh, he, effort and ability to control the line. Yeah. Like, he's walking back every ACC center he, he faces. The, the And then he tested well, considering, like, his size. It, like, it's not going to blow you away, but... You don't expect a guy who looks like that physically to run mm-hmm. a four nine four. 
Yeah, um, I, I, he's, I like he's got him, really good quickness up and down the line to make plays. Like he is more than just a nose tackle to me. He can moonlight as a three tech even. He can generate a little bit of pass rush with his power. Um, yeah, no, him, him and Togi, I, I, I really, I just think they're gonna be really good pros. Yeah, no, me, me too. I, I totally agree. Like Togi, McNeil, and um, oh, sorry, kind of my my three favorite guys in the group. Like regardless of uh, where I got them, um, and uh, yeah, mm. like like you know the lack of length can hurt him because his arm, I don't think his arms are too long, but and he's just a, such a squatty guy. Um, but yeah, like like you said, he flashes that bull rush. He, he can he can stack and shed fast. Like I think he, he's he's you know he's he's quick lower body than you'd expect for sure, and then he's got uh, like a twitchy upper yeah. body too, uh, with those heavy hands. Um, and he's not even 21 years old. I think he's about to turn 21 uh, this month or later this month. So, like, th- through all that together, that's a really interesting um, formula. Yeah, no, I'm with you all day with him. Um, um, I, 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 I think, like, I, I don't think he'll end up going in the second round, which is kind of where, I, like, I'm 52nd. But I think, he, like, both him and Togi, I think, are going to be really – Good third round picks. Yeah, no, I, t- I totally feel the same way. It's uh, like maybe like 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 I get Hamilton went in the fourth last year, but I think like that type of um, oh, that's a that's a good like comparison for early career success. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to. Yeah, ha- no, Hamilton. Sorry, was seventy third overall. I think we can see Togia and um, and uh, McNeil go like right around there and have that kind of quietly really solid uh, rookie year. As a Steelers fan, I know we brought back Tyson Alulu, but I wouldn't hate the idea of adding one of those guys as a, <laughs> as, a as a nose tackle. Yeah, no, they, they definitely they definitely fit it. Um, so we've really talked to everyone, and yeah, I don't. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Who do you who do you think ends up being the first uh, idea off the board? Just based off of Daniel Jeremiah having a better idea of the way the NFL thinks. Not that I agree with things he necessarily says, but. Uh, I, I I think I would bet Levi on Wuzuri. Okay, and I, I I would bet on Barmer Barmore because we got to see him this year, and he went to Bama, and I, I think he's a and better he's player, and he's younger. He's yeah, better upside. Yeah, like it, it, honestly, this uh, maybe I no I, I no I, I'll defend this. If on Wuzuri was twenty one, twenty two, I, I would probably have a, a bit better of a grade on him because. It's hard projecting a guy like a guy that's kind of all flash that's already a little bit older. Um, it just you know that's that's not something you want to really bank on. No. Okay, that, that's enough of that. We'll <laughs> we'll uh, we we had fun. Great. Um, I'm more excited for the edge class because the edge class, I think, although there's not like one absolute freak. It's it's got more depth to it than this class. Uh, and well, I shouldn't say that. Cam Sample is an absolute freak. He's worth a top ten pick. Um, <laughs> Plus, the- and we got your two. You're gonna next week. You're because because you're gonna have to watch more of him now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're gonna end up having him your number one IDL and edge. <laughs> um, and and the fun thing with the edge group, I think, is like everyone has a different top ten, and it, all all those guys are kind of top one hundred guys. It's just like. Total chaos, totally different orders. Uh, so I, I don't think we're going to match up too ne- too much next week. Good. It's more fun when we don't. I agree. Uh, okay. 
Now, before we call up, we're going to rip through some uh, quick AFC East divisional mocks. AJ's running the Jets and the Bills. I'm running the Dolphins and the Pats. Uh, you can kick us off with the Jets, AJ. Uh, let's do it. The New York Jets. Obviously, they're the second overall pick in the draft. It's Zach Wilson. It already is. <laughs> it's it's already done. Uh, if it isn't Zach Wilson, I think everyone would be absolutely shocked. So plug him in here. Um He's not my QB2. He's not my QB3. He's my QB4. But, I mean, I, I don't have any issue with him going second overall. And I, I do think he's going to go into New York and kind of fit fit everything that they're doing there with, you know, the the, the floor offense. And I'm going to be honest. It doesn't get me super excited. Cause I don't know. I, I feel like we're at the point with the Zach Wilson um, discussion that he's, like, overrated at this point. So I don't really want to talk about him. But there he's going there. So that that's 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 all said and done. Uh, they also have another first-round pick, 23rd overall from the Seattle Seahawks for uh, Jamal Adams. <laughs> Great trade. Uh, and I'm, uh, I'm getting them an edge. I, I, think, I think we'll see you know, quarterback go there, obviously Zach Wilson, and then I think uh, we're going to come back and they're going to get a defensive player. And I'm going to take uh, Ozizo Jolari from Georgia. Um, they had, like, no pass rush last year outside of Quinn and Williams. Uh, go back to the SEC, stick him on the edge, let him go. Um, I, I think that's – that's gonna be a good fit. I, I I think that's the guy I like the most is the fit there. Um, back into the second round, they got their own pick, thirty fourth overall. Uh, I'm getting them Jalen Mayfield, who we talked about last episode. Um, you can give him a shot at tackle first. If it doesn't work out perfectly, kick him inside to guard. They have a need at both spots, and I think regardless, you're, you're, he's gonna be, obviously he's gonna fill one of those needs and he, uh, Pro Bowl potential at uh, on the inside there. Um, 66 overall, third round, their, their third round pick. Um, I'm getting them a corner. The, Bryce Hall looked better than, hey, not than I thought last year, but came on pretty good towards the end. They were playing so many rookies, but uh, get them another one because they, they need the talent there. Uh, Ifietu, Melifonu from, from Cuse. I think he, he's going to he's gonna fit that slot defense really well. You know, tall, uh, tall long corner. Um, really, he's, he's going to be their cornerback one the second he walks into into the room. I think this is about the range that we're going to see him go right now. Um, I, I like that fit a lot. And lastly, 86 overall from the Seahawks again. I don't like, you know, people are pegging one of the, you know, ETN or Najee Harris to the jets. Um, I, I don't think they're going to go high, but I, I can see them, you know, in the, in the third, fourth round, grabbing one of these running backs. And I'm going to stick Michael Carter here. Uh, they signed Tevin Coleman. Who knows what he's going to look like, but, but get Michael Carter, get him a, you know, he's going to have a defined role. Um, he's your RB2. He's your pass catcher. You, you, you have that, you're that's stable. You can figure out the rest of the, the backfield later. And I like I like getting someone like that for Zach Wilson too. That's a good draft. I think Joey Douglas would be happy with that. Thank you. I, I think so too. And then like, you know, you consider, I consider going back and getting them a, a, a tackle, but I think, like, with Mayfield, you can kind of boot that with uh, to, to day three, to later in day three, find a guy that you like there. Because um, I almost really wanted to pair, pair um, Mekhi Becton with, with Stone Forsyth and, like, just make two, two massive men on the outside there. But I, I didn't. I got the Michael Carter because I, I, think, I think that's a fun fit there, too. And I think that's a good landing spot for Michael Carter, too, and, like, you know, the, the zone system and catching the ball. Let the record show, after AJ waxed poetic about Stone Forsyth, I dug in more and he moved up on my board. So thanks, AJ. Yeah, he's sick. I love him. <laughs> okay, I'll do the Dolphins now. 
Uh, obviously, they traded out of the third pick to the 12th uh, with the 49ers, then swapped with the Eagles, moving back to six. I think that's a play to get whoever's the number one pass catcher on their board. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase here, especially after I know pro days don't matter, but any questions about his long speed were definitely answered there. Um, he's pro, he's the most complete uh, of the top three receivers. Definitely. And he can move around and play different spots. And I think you've got a power forward in Devontae Parker, a field stretcher in Will Fuller, and go get that complete player in Jamar Chase. Um, 18th. This was a little bit trickier. I, I contemplated a player in the front seven. Uh, I contemplated a running back. Mm-hmm. But I think continuing to solidify your offensive line for Tua is key. And getting the anchor at center would be a big move. Uh, Creed Humphrey, we talked about him versus Landon Dickerson last week and how Humphrey is the safer pick, and that's why I think he'll be the the pick here. Um, Into the second round, this is why you don't take the running back in the first round, because at 36th, there's a good chance Javante Williams is still on the board, Uh, and he is, he's not Najee Harris, he's not Travis Etienne, but he's going to be a damn good pro. He is awesome in pass protection. He catches the football really well, and he runs like his hair is on fire. You're going to be happy with that. Um, 50, so you're, maybe based off your IDL rankings, you won't necessarily agree with this. I came back, and I got I got them a front seven player. I got them Milton Williams at 50. Um, a guy who can, in that hybrid front, he can play edge. Yeah. He can play three tech. He can, he can move around, and I think that's a big key. Plus, you get that twitchy athleticism to bet on and those hefty hands. I think eighty uh, first. Sorry, just to quickly interject. I think Flores will like him, and that seems like a very uh, Dolphins pick, to to be quite honest. So uh, I'll I'll give that to you. Hell yeah, thank you. Eighty uh, first. I went and got another one of my guys who I think would be a good fit here. Um, coming from New England, you you like to have a single high safety. Uh, Tyree Gillespie from Missouri. I know he doesn't have fan like much ball production coming out of Missouri. But I thought he was um, – he's not as nearly as good as Morig, but I think he's a good third-round single high safety who's a really willing tackler with great closing speed. I The Dolphins class is going to be very, very interesting. And we saw them last year that they're, they're a bit of a wild card, I think. And I don't – yeah, I, I like the, the, the Humphrey pick. I think the Humphrey pick can really just tie that entire front together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, back to me again. Patriots, first round, 15th overall. This is tough because they spent so much in free agency. <laughs> it makes it kind of cloudier where you think he'll go. Uh, they have a need at outside corner. Stephon Gilmore's getting older. Just go back to the, the same school Stephon Gilmore came from. Go get J.C. Horn. If he's on the board at 15, I think that's a slam dunk for New England. He is the feistiest MFer. Uh phenomenal press man corner twitchy athlete he's a complete corner he might not be there at 15 uh but if he is i, I don't think they can pass on him agree i like that pick. second round thank you second round 46th i know you went and spent on receivers in free agency but i don't think you can necessarily trust any of them <laughs> plus your offense is probably gonna be pretty odd this year considering uh what it looked like last year with cam newton so, so get Cam Newton a, a safety net, kind of do it all, a Christian McCaffrey type, not to that same level, but a versatile, a versatile chess piece who could be a check down guy and make some plays after the catch. Rondale Moore at 46. 
That'd be a lot of fun. Exactly. Uh, and then third round, 96th. You want to, you've invested in the front seven. You got guys coming back um, in Kyle Van Noy and Dante Hightower. But you, you might want to add a, th- a third guy into the interior rotation who can kind of juice it up. And, and to me, that's Jay Tefelli. If he's there at 96, I think he'd be a, a good guy to get in that rotation early as you kind of develop some of some of his technique. But you get that bull in a china shop um, on passing downs. So. I like that. I, 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 and the more I think about the Rondale more to the Patriots, I, I really like that. They'd, they'd have a lot of fun with him, and I, I don't know. I feel like Rondale Moore's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder already, and getting him in into you know the Belichick system, it's just I don't know. I feel like that's a good culture fit. Thank you. Okay, finally, AJ's Buffalo Bills. Circle the wagon, baby. Um, <laughs> they, hey, they went to the AFC Championship game. They're picking thirtieth in the first round. Uh, AJ Epineza didn't work out. <laughs> very well as a rookie. So let's go back, get another edge. Um, Jalen Phillips, Miami. I like this fit. You, you stick him out there. Um, again, Epineza didn't work. Uh, Jerry Hughes, I'm going to go, go ahead. Uh, do you think he'll be there at 30? You know what? I, like I said, I still don't know where this edge group is going. I don't, I don't know who's going to be where right now. Um, he just tested Fair. great. Um, so yeah. I, I know he's going to be a first-round pick. Um like right now, right now, I think he's going to be there, and that's why I made the pick. If I didn't think he was okay. going to be there, I wouldn't have done it. Um, but yeah, I, okay, sorry, <laughs> idiot. Um, but yeah, I think I think that first pick for the Bills should be Edge, and uh, I'm not going to say it yeah. has to be, but it it, it really should be. Uh, and we come back 61 in the second round. Uh, I'm going to DB, and I'm getting them Aaron Robinson from UCF, who again, love it. Yeah, I don't know. That's they, he screams Buffalo Bills. Uh, feisty as hell. He's going to come back you through the entire route. He just tested well at the UCF Pro Day. Um, they, you know, they they low-key, I mean, maybe not even low-key, but they need corner help. Um, Levi Wallace has been pretty solid, but and obviously Trey White's Trey White. But um, <laughs> Aaron Robinson, opposite Trey White, is pretty fucking badass, and he's another guy that, that gives you flexibility. And I think McDermott always likes flexibility in the back end of his defense. Um, and lastly, in 93rd, they got all their original picks uh, in the third round. You know, I'm going. You know, I went. I went solid and sturdy with the first two picks. I'm going a little off the board here. Um, lots of people are pegging running back to the Bills, which I, I wouldn't think makes sense early. And also, I would say that I'm the biggest Devin Singletary fan, and me, we are the two biggest Zach Moss fans in the world. And they don't run the ball very much, anyways. We we know. Like, I don't even think they want to run the ball more. Like, I, I don't think it's the running backs, like the lack of production or the lack of uh, talent. I think they just don't want to run the ball more. Um, but adding to the running back room with Demetric Felton, get it, giving him that gadget guy, oh. something they don't have on that offense. Uh, getting Dable, you know, they, they resigned Isaiah McKenzie, who's similar-ish uh, to the vet minimum. But getting Felton in there, who obviously can play running back, can play wide receiver, your gadget guy, uh, maybe unlocking that next little step in this Buffalo Bills offense. Um, Dable's gonna have a ton of fun with him. I, I, I don't know. This came to me. I like the fit, and I think it'd be super fun. Wow, we knocked it out of the ballpark with uh, all four of these mocks. Um, it'll only get tougher as we lose and elite players. I'm just proud that we didn't so, repeat any players, like between the two of us. Yeah, that was impressive. Next week, it wasn't planned either. No, no, it wasn't. Pl- I'll try to avoid guys you pick, but no guarantees. Yeah, I probably won't do the same. So, 